we have a gift as a church to celebrate with a family, a baptism. We won't do that at this moment, but I sure hope that we can make a connection with today's focus and how that can inspire God willing one day when Leighton, Leighton is 13 years old, doesn't want to come to church in the morning, and is a teenager, what we are instilling in his heart for him one day to develop on his own and freely and joyfully. And somehow, church family, somehow, with your love, with your embrace, something starts today. Luke chapter 15 is considered by many scholars the gospel in the gospel. It is one incredible chapter, three stories with incredible significance, a lot to to grapple with, a lot to learn from. Luke chapter 15, the gospel in the gospel, something essential is conveyed here. We want to focus on the first story. And that is the parable of the lost sheep, verses 1 through 7 of Luke chapter 15. And it reads like this. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, this fellow, who by the way is Jesus, this fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus tells them this parable. Which one of you having a hundred sheep and losing one of them does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it. When he has found the sheep, he lays it on his shoulders and he rejoices. And when he comes home, He calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Amen. I have read this text numerous times. But this time around, the first sentence of this passage jumped out at me. 
all the tax collectors and the sinners were coming near to listen to the holy, guilt-free, perfect Messiah, holy, holiest, that one, Jesus. Many came. I know that because of the word all. How do we really know that all of the sinners were there? I'm not sure that's the point. The point of that word to be included is so that we know that all of the sinners, all of those who consider themselves based on their vocation, tax collectors, and sinners just all together of the time who knew that Jesus was there, they wanted to come and see Jesus. I think that's interesting because it makes more sense for the imperfect person to avoid sitting or standing next to the perfect person. Often we internalize when we are surrounded by others who seem like they have it all together or in a better position than ourselves, sometimes we struggle standing next to them because it reminds us, and that's on us, it reminds us of where we're not or what is missing. So what is it about, what is it about this part where it tells us that those who were known publicly due to their lack of honesty, and those times the tax collectors, and, and sinners just all together, what is it about them, or what is it about the one they want to come see? That they want to come and listen to Jesus. Often, we struggle with wanting to hang out or be close to those who we believe are better off than us because we tend to dichotomize persons, our relationships, our circumstances. In other words, it's either this or that, here or there, better or worse, right or wrong. But this passage talks about how Jesus, the great shepherd, tells the Pharisees, the religious leaders of the time, and the scribes, the influential leaders of the time, those were the ones who were grumbling, by the way. He talks to them about 100 sheep. There were 100 sheep. But the shepherd faces a problem with one of the 100 sheep. We don't know how, we don't know why, the sheep gets lost. That's not the point, because the rest of the text expands on how the shepherd has to focus on the solution. And what is that? To go find the sheep. So, the point is more about that the shepherd has to go find the sheep. The point is that the sheep that is that day lost continues to belong and should return home. 
The point of the shepherd is to continue to work and serve as the shepherd he and she is by knowing that when a sheep is lost, the shepherd has to go find it and bring it home. The point is not to focus on so much of the why is the sheep lost, but this text tells us that it's about the shepherd having to go out risking their own lives because a sheep is at risk. Going back to that time, a sheep who left the flock has the the possibility of being eaten by a wild animal, devoured, destroyed, in other words. Going back to the contextual times there, a sheep that went beyond the flock could cross over into the wilderness Without water, without food, we also know the outcome of that. So there's a risk for the sheep. And if I said that there's a possibility that the sheep could be devoured by a wild animal, that also reminds me that there's a risk for the shepherd who's going to go and find the sheep. Do you see that? So there's risk. Does it make sense why the sheep would, would leave the flock? But the point is that the shepherd is going to go find and bring it home because it needs to be found and it needs to be celebrated. One moment, the sheep is there. And then the sheep is lost. And then you and I can say, well, what's the reason for the sheep for being lost? Maybe the sheep is stubborn. I don't know. So let's say the sheep is found. What happens when the sheep loses, is lost again? Then the sheep is found. What happens in the, if the sheep is lost again? Stubborn sheep? Yeah? Yeah. Oh, you mean the grumbling may begin. shepherd will go and find the lost sheep again and again because the sheep belongs home. A sheep and a shepherd belong together. In my flesh and imperfection, I'm going to dichotomize things often. A sheep, poor little sheep, a shepherd, great shepherd. But this text is challenging me to say and understand that the sheep and the shepherd belong together. Amen? Okay, since you said amen, similarly, the center, the sinner, excuse me, the sinner and the Savior belong together. The sinner needs to come near and listen to the voice of forgiveness. And the Savior, who is also a great shepherd, is and will make sure to go and find the sinner. The sinner and the Savior come together. The sheep and the shepherd come together. The lost and the found are to come together. Amen. 
What is in between the sheep and the shepherd? Lost. What is between the sinner and the Savior? Sin. So what does the Savior do? Offers forgiveness. Forgiveness brings, unites, and reconciles, and brings together. So now let's make it our own. Am I redeemed? I hope I believe so. If I ask you, are you redeemed? Hopefully you may say, yes. For those of us who, who, who believe, who are rejoicing for the salvation that is offered to us, have we sinned? Yes. Saved, redeemed. Do we struggle with sin? Still, together. Will you always need the shepherd? Always. The sheep will always need the great shepherd. And the sinner will always need a savior. And the savior tells us through this parable, I will. I will forgive you. But I'm lost. I will come. I lost again. I will come. The point of the salvation is that you belong home. You belong as part of the flock of God. A couple of weeks ago, someone committed a fatal, horrible thing. A story of painful loss in more ways than one. And in the midst of that horrific situation, an incredible surprise to everybody through the act of forgiveness took place. I hope you Go to God with all what, all the guilt, all the things, the bad things you may have done in the past. Each and every one of us may have done something that we're not supposed to do. If you truly are sorry, I know I can speak for myself. I, I forgive you, and I know if you go to God and ask Him. He will forgive you. And I don't think anyone could say it. Again, I'm speaking for myself, not even bad for my family. But I love you just like anyone else. And I'm not going to say I hope you rot and die just like my brother did, but I see I I personally want the best for you. And I, I wasn't gonna ever say this in front of my family or anyone, but I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best for you. Because I know that's what that's exactly what both of them would want you to do. 
and the best would be give your life to Christ. I'm not going to say anything else. I think giving your life to Christ would be the best thing that both of them would want you to do. Again, I love you as a person. And I don't wish anything bad on you. I don't know if this is possible, but can, can I give her a hug, please? Please? Yes. Amber, 31 years old, a former Dallas police officer, good person, convicted to 10 years in prison, a terrible move, terrible mistake, killed Botham Jean brother of the young man you saw on the screen. She thought she had stepped into her apartment, but she stepped into his apartment, who was sitting eating ice cream in his apartment. Church choir director as well. shot him and he was killed. Amber served the community, enforced order and justice, dealt with wrongful acts, protected people from danger, and then finds herself trial, made a horrible mistake Folks, horrible mistake. Lost, lost so much in life. Guilty. So then all of a sudden, this horrible day becomes the lost sheep. And, and, and to think of the ice cream and to think of the mistake Perhaps you heard grumbling. How could she? Grumbling. And then in the midst of all of this, this young man, who clearly is a sheep of God, does the unthinkable, which only with the power of Jesus Christ one can do, to forgive what's unexcusable and expresses and embodies Jesus Christ embodies what it's like to still give love and offer forgiveness and before you know it 
a sheep of God became a shepherd to the lost sheep that who knows how many folks were grumbling about that mistake. And then this young man, as you can see, his faith came to life in such a way that it's now viral. The world knows about this. The world knows about his Savior. The world has seen what the act of forgiveness and love can do. And gives this person hope and gives her the greatest gift. And he became a shepherd. This parable is for all of us as sheep. Anytime and every time we are lost, we go off the rail. Know and know that, know that, and know that the great shepherd wants to welcome you back home and God will come and seek you. And hopefully when you're feeling less than, like the, the passage showed, come near him, come to the well, come to Jesus Christ, for Christ will forgive you. And sometimes I can't understand Jesus, I can't get it, but perhaps when a sheep amongst you becomes the shepherd and you give me a lending hand and you reach over to me and you offer me forgiveness, maybe I can have a second chance in life. So this is about shepherd and a sheep and we are to be sheep and shepherd. Amen. And right now I look at Leighton and Leighton is a sheep, clearly. The boy can't eat without dad, mom, Stephen, and Carrie doing everything. Mostly Carrie, I get it. I got to give her some points here. But Stephen was telling me when we met his hope as a father. I want to lead by example. I want to lead by example. That's a shepherd. That's a shepherd trying and hoping for Camden and for Leighton to have this sheep become one day a shepherd himself. And we all know that we'll make mistakes. And we all know that we're saved by grace and there are days that the sin and we're sinners too. And what do we do? We grab onto one another as family, church family, and we come to the great shepherd where we belong and we should always belong. So as I come to a close for this moment, please remember, forgiving heals the soul. With the consequences, folks, there are things in life that dynamics have to change, relationships, boundaries, and I'm, and I'm alluding to when there's abuse, when there's certain things. The release of the soul goes for all. It releases you. And I want you to know that if you are a sheep and you feel lost, take the good news of this passage. The point of the story is the shepherd will leave those of us who are having a good, firm day. We're, we're fine. We can wait. And in fact, we're going to wait and we're going to rejoice when you come back around. Amen.
I'm going to also encourage you before Leighton gets mad at me. That we are also to believe we can be shepherds like Jesus Christ. He's the great shepherd. But we are not to, we're to copy or imitate Jesus, not contrast Jesus' approach. So I pray for you as a sheep, and I pray for you as a shepherd.